favorite podcaster's favorite boxing pod is back, baby. It's the State of Combat on CBS Sports with the Brian Campbell, and it is Monday morning. Get fired up for another week inside that box, right? Step three, open that box. Only the SOC can give you that kind of show to keep you that level of fired up. The Brian Campbell, the voice that you're here. Because they had a full package. Where are they going to get that full package today? Who puts their balls on the line? Who does that in boxing? This podcast and nobody else. Uh, shout out to this podcast, which is putting out episodes like this genre is going out of style. So if you are here right now to hear BC and Rafe Boogs' take on the weekend that was in boxing, including Joshua Ruiz. Deuce, The Clash on the Dunes, Jamal Charlo's return to Showtime, and more. Please check out our Instant Analysis podcast from late Saturday. But we're back on the box just a couple days later right now to set the stage for another busy week. Yeah, it's UFC 245 week, but nobody cares about the skinhead white guys. Unless you do care, by the way, because we got you covered in monster fashion on the SOC this week with a uh, Wednesday preview show, Friday media day, UFC 245 interview show, Saturday instant analysis, so get fired up. But today, right now, we're here to talk box. We're here to set the stage for this weekend's lineup, headlined by a top-ranked show, Madison Square Garden, ESPN, post-Heisman, a really good triple header, Terrence Crawford, Mean Machine, Richard Kame, T.A.O. Fimo Lopez Jr., Mick Conlon's back against his amateur Olympic rival. Good stuff to come. Lots to talk about to get you fired up in a little preview. If you want even more SOC box in your life, your boy BC put put a circle on the calendar Thursday. Going to have some interviews, some one-on-ones with the likes of Bud Crawford, Mick Conlon, T.A.O. Jr., Shout out to the great Evan Korn and Top Rank and Ed Keenan and everybody in the PR game for setting all this jam up. Uh, but yeah, that's it, man. Now I'm ready to rap with my boy. I'm ready to rap with my friend. I'm ready to extend a limb in his direction. Would you like to shake my hand? I'd love to shake your hand. You'd love to. Yeah, it's a, it's a push and pull. It's a, it, is, it is what it is. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's the features writer on the athletic yes he is he actually is he's a former filipino television personality and he's the only white man in nine mile maybe not really it's kind of a lot of us out here it's ray bartholomew let me lick you up you up out and honk it down Rafe, yes. you are whatever I say you are, and if you wasn't, why would I say you are? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is that is a damn that is hard to argue with. I am Brian because I is, and I will be because I am, and that's that's just the way it goes. It's a long way from the lip to the cup. You know what and, I mean? And it won't. And you not? And you ain't. Rafe, simple as that. Simple as that. Okay, like I mentioned, I'm not here to to have you run back your takes on on Ruiz Joshua to Charlo, uh, Paul Hogan, all that good stuff. 
I would love to do that for you right now, though. No, 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 no. We're here to spin it forward. But I did want to look back on a couple things, points of interest. Um, I host a, sh- a show. It's a, it's a it's a service I I I have, Rafe, and we may or may I look back on that show fondly. I will look back <laughs> on that show fondly. We may or may not have had the uh, the best episode in PBC face to face history over the weekend with Jermel Charlo, Tony Harrison ahead of that rematch. A couple weeks from now, um, I'm going to assume you didn't watch it. Uh, let me ask you a question, Brian. Is it on the YouTube? Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they get it on there ahead, ahead of When it gets on the YouTube, I'll watch it. Until it gets on the YouTube, all I can catch are these clips from Twitter, which I have to say, Brian, are fantastic. Uh, you, wow. you, you got something special going on, a special brew, St. Ide style, between those two gentlemen. Um, if you were a TV executive, would you greenlight more episodes? I would be... Throwing money at you like I was lighting it on fire, like a, like a sailor on Memorial Day weekend. I I mean that's nice. I don't want your money though. One thing that he did wrong tonight, well, he, he just oh, he just threw he threw his load, you know. Uh, he threw his load. I just feel like he needs to slow down. Would you would you would you would you consider? No 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 no. I know that's your game plan. You're trying to take me into deep waters. <laughs> you're gonna let me throw my load. Then you're gonna do what you do, Brian. I I'm uh, I I have prepared for that. I have loads to spare. Oh, God, I think the interview's over. And with that, let's close this interview. Thank you, Chris Eubank Sr. Wow, buddy. Um, Rafa, did you happen to catch my uh, uh, State of Combat, a service that sometimes you're part of, an interview with uh, Jamal Charlo last week? Uh, I listened back to that. You got sent to hell, Brian. It was, really? uh, did you feel better or worse than when the Gypsy Kang, Tyson Fury, Said, I'm Ray Charles to the BC <laughs> and sent you to hell. When uh, Gypsy Caspian Kang just dropped uh, bombs on me, uh, here's a little snippet. If you uh, please stop asking Jamal about Chris Eubank. It's going to be a fight that says you and the Eubank and everybody else that's down Jamal Charlotte. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put my life on the line. I hope you tune in. Yeah, I tuned in. Um, wow. All right. So thank you, Jamal. Uh, I don't care about your life. <laughs> I don't uh, care about uh, your family. I don't care about your Eubanks. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, Jamal, by the way, during the fighter meetings on Friday, um, came in and just, it, he didn't just roast me. He roasted Showtime. He's just like, stop putting out video packages that have Chris Eubanks face or voice on it. This is the Jamal Charlo show. Um, it was wild. He is a passionate man. But, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, we got to spin it. I would like to hear Eubanks Sr. talk a little bit about every, anything, honestly. But the Jamal Charlo and, and just the, the intensity that Charlo brings. I feel like Sr. Would, would break it down in some kind of crazy way that I would, I've never thought of and then would not really believe was right, but still would enjoy and reference for the rest of my life. I love Sr. Please check out his uh, interview with the journalist Marcos Viegas of Fight Hub TV. That was fantastic. Uh, I think he's on our soundboard too. I want to enjoy the magic of the instrument, which is my body. Risk. Risk. Yeah. <laughs> Rafe, uh, alone in hotel room, sometimes you get to enjoy that magic, you know? Or being a teenager in New York City, right? Before you got on that train ride. Hell to, uh, yes, to the Channel 35, the Robin yeah. Bird show. Oh, oh man, boy. those were the days. Wow. You had the weird call-in 
phone, sex, sex talk no, 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 advertisements. No, no, no. You just had to make sure you had to right. time it. You did not no. want to stick around <laughs> till the wrong advertisement uh, came up. And you know, everybody's different. You don't know what the wrong advertisement uh, is for you, but it was coming if you if you wasn't coming. Oh my God! Well, come on! No, 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 no! This is Danny's. And you realize, oh, that's Danny. It is. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, Danny has a stick. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to get in my uh, spirit of St. Louis and fly away from this conversation. Right. I'm not afraid to play the role of Charles Lindbergh Thank you, Dwyer. on this one. Thank I'll hop you. in the plane. I'll try to cross the Atlantic here. Please, I'm going with you, Richie. Uh, wow. Um, damn, I need Richard Dwyer on the show. Damn. Rafe, I just I fear that he hates us. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but boxing is crazy, Rafe. Boxing podcasts are crazy. Now, what I'm going to say next is going to sound crazy, right? But understand, crazy is what rules boxing at times. It really does. It really does. Um, all right, let me uh, <laughs> let me reload my fuel, my flu, my fluids here. My my uh, yeah. All right. I just had to load there, Brian. Yeah, um, Rafe, you're a couple months in, bro. How's Detroit? Be honest with us. Is there a fast food chain that you frequent? Is there a Detroit culture lifestyle change that you've grabbed onto and and tugged more than once that you're saying, look, I, as far as that's concerned, I like me some Midwest. I've, I've pumped it more than once, Brian. Um, Yeah, I'm really embracing the lifestyle of weight gain and uh, being – feeling terrible about myself that I don't know if that's purely a, well the weight gain might be a midwestern thing the uh feeling terrible I feel could happen all over the world um what else food wise there's yeah there's a lot of cool stuff out here good great diner culture the the coney diet like they you know they call like the coney shops yes basically like a diner but you know with the coney dogs the chili dogs oh, yeah. uh you know open late nights open all over the place all really good sloppy greasy stuff uh, a lot of good sliders and baked ham oh, in the Detroit yeah. area. And yo, I'm I'm serious. The Asian corned beef egg rolls are weird as hell. But I, I I wouldn't eat more than one because it will send you to a hospital. But yo, that stuff is good. Very very strange chain where really they specialize in corned beef sandwiches and egg rolls that have corned beef and Swiss cheese and sauerkraut in them. And uh, the slightly, I guess, if you were looking at it from the outside without understanding it, the roots of the chain, how it goes way back, you would be like, "That's kind of a that, that, someone might take offense to the name Asian corned beef." But what I guess I, I guess you could do worse. I Rafe, you said Coney, and it triggered me. I doubt we have. Li I mean, we got listeners here from all over, right? Shout out to the Irish crew. Shout out to the Omaha crew. Shout out. Where does uh, Alex Godie's nuts live? Where in Cali? Toronto, man. Toronto, Toronto now. Cali? Oh, not. I'm sorry. I was talking about our boy Alex McClintock. No, uh, on the chin. <laughs> hey, great. The ADK crew resides part. in Sacramento. That's where Alex Godinez lives? Sacramento? Yes. I assumed he was more Central Valley, Bakersfield, Fresno. Sacramento the... is in the Central Valley, yeah, Brian, um, right. but it is much farther north uh, well, from Bakersfield. Um. My grandparents, when I was young, lived in Nowheresville, Pennsylvania, and my uncle used to take me as a teenager on this 
pilgrimage every time I was there, Rafe, where we would drive an hour into the middle of nowhere to a place called Shemokin, Pennsylvania. So shout out to anybody from this area. What is that place? It's like this coal mining town uh, that like the center of town is like Armpitville, Factory Town, Midwest, yet it's in Pennsylvania, just hardworking, uh, probably a lot of uh, asbestos in people's souls. A lot and, of Salkas and Sataforas yes. walking yes. around town. And on the main strip, on the one street in town, downtown, they have a place called Coney Island. And it's like one of those little sliver-shaped Whole like it's probably no bigger rafe than uh what's that boxing bar in Times Square that we always go to? Jimmy's, right? Jimmy's Corner. Come on, yeah. that is the you gotta you gotta put some more respect yes, on that on name, that name, Brian. Yes. People worship Jimmy's Corner. It's almost Jimmy's a cliche Corner. how much people were. It's like I'm gonna go to New York and take a picture because I'm a boxing head in Jimmy's Corner. Oh, only look at the picture, you, Shane Mosley behind me. Only place you can get two beers and two shots in New York City for $24 or less. Really, it really is the only place. Anyway. It's um, definitely not the only. You walk up to the front window, and all you see across the entire length of the front window is a grill that has Coney Dogs, all the fixings next to it on the on the grill, just, you know, chili, onions, and all that stuff. And, Rafe, you walk into this time warp, and, and you could be transplanted to, like, anywhere 1940s, and you're there. You know what they sell on that menu, Rafe? Uh, strawberry or cola flavored soda and and hot dogs or conies and burgers and nothing else no french fries no ketchup no nothing rafe okay no sides no coffee no wine no nothing rafe okay no popcorn no nothing one grill one old polish lady who's probably been working there for 75 years and of course you sit down and right away, you're like, give me three or four conies. And you got to get them full with the works, right? So it's the chili. It's the, I mean, it's everything on top. I know there's a million of these places all over. But I don't know if there's a place exactly like this where you eat your three, four, five, six, you know, depending on how jacked up you are on, on drunk or whatever. And Rafe, just being in that place for 25 minutes, the smell sticks to your skin and clothing in a way that I've never experienced before. So if you don't shower for the next 24 hours, the smell never lessens. You you just smell that musk of that pork and the chili on top and the onions. And then also it tears. So it, it, you come out smelling like you fought James Kirkland is kind of like what you're saying here. <laughs> exactly. That musk is all friggin' over you. And then... um. You know what it does to you the next, the rest of the next 24 hours? Let's ask Carl Frotch. There's a guy here from Sheffield that can actually serve you your ass. There's a, there's a place out there in Shemokin that will serve you your ass because you will be crapping your pants. So the musk is everywhere you go for the next 24 hours, and it's glorious, Rafe. It, now, now, Brian, one, one questionable part of this story here. Are you telling me that... You, your grandparents were driving you to somewhere in rural Pennsylvania my uncle, my uncle. to get drunk, your uncle, uncle. You get drunk as a child and then eat six Coney dogs. Um, yeah. Shout out to Uncle Dave. You know, there may have been a situation in which Uncle Dave and I jumped into the, uh, they had this cargo van that looked like a child molester van, but on the inside was a camper. We, you know, we may have just, 
grabbed uh, grabbed Milwaukee's Beast Ice, the you know, and um, hell yeah, and uh, put it in a traveling cooler, and we may have just draw, you know, drove out there, and and uh, yeah, we may have done the business, Rafe. That happens. Okay? How? What? What age is pri- is is prime or or early prime BC in these in these journeys? Uh, you know, he's uh, he's. Uh, statutory Rafe, where are you going with this? Okay, he's old enough. I'm okay? just curious. Okay, okay. I thought you were like, I'm, I thought you are like eight years old or All something. Right, well, I'm like, man, BC is hardcore. I was going out there as a teen, but I mean, I'm probably drinking at 17, 18. You know what I'm saying, right? Stand, I mean, stand. yeah. That's, you know, that's, 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 you know, look, uh, yeah, yeah. At least somebody got the beer right on that one. Shout out to Milwaukee's Beast Ice. Cut my teeth many times on that. Anyway, Rafe, did you have an institution like that in your in your uh, Manhattan Island or anywhere else where you're like, that's where I go for the filth, brother. Sure, there have been many over the course of my life. I mean, I've been I, I I've been around. I'm a world traveler, Brian. You got to understand. So, oh, that's right. You're probably ta- eating, it could be you probably eating human embryo in the Philippines, right? Yeah, I can go to the late night gambingan and eat. All kinds, different parts right, of goat, go papaitan, no, no, goat no. bile I'm soup. About Sometimes rape. it's just Burger Machine, the little stall in Quezon City. Well, all they're right. all forget, over forget Metro Manila. The Philippines, bro. Forget your f your. No, I can't. That's the only thing I love, Brian. I want to know about Young Rafe. So really, I guess it's I, I've read the book. <laughs> it's a great place to read about Rafe's life. It, I mean, the burgers at McSorley's. All right, forget it. End of, end of conversation. Right? Yeah, you got it. Look, Regal already told you the story. You just got to read it. All right. I'm, I'm a wild dosser. Uh, before we get into the show, before we hear from our friends and sponsors and all that, um, I caught up on all your uh, Dwyer sound drops that you sent me. And uh, I love when that man <laughs> looks at the whole man. Let's just say that there are a bunch of heavyweight champions who I feel have bigger toolkits than Deontay Wilder. Wow, Ray Feist. I see what you're doing over there at the hot the dog hate, truck. The hate this man has for Wilder. He's um, getting real personal. Rafe, which of the heavyweights today do you think has the biggest toolkit? Be honest, Rafe. Be honest with me, all right? Look at the whole man, please. Philip Hergovich? <laughs> Marius Wak? <laughs> Waku. Nikolai Valuev. That guy, that guy had a that guy had a, a hairy. Uh, Harry Pipe. All right, Rafe, that's it. Check out my favorites folder <laughs> for more. Folks, that's not the way men do it. Exactly. What can I say, Rafe? You know what I want. I want. I want, guys. In fact, let me take it a step further. I have beautiful guys. And all. Yeah, okay, Rafe. That's just where it's at, right? You still that's, there? He's, he's got a beautiful stable of guys yeah, there. Triple G Promotions, I'm in. Please, please. I mean, that's that's what it is. If you're the bigger man, aren't you thinking, oh, I hope he does that against me? Yes, I am, Richie. <laughs> Isn't that what bigger men think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, okay. Uh, Rafe, um, we're effing around here. Um, you still catch up with Smush Parker? Uh, we all came together at the Recreation Center a couple years ago, actually, when when the coach who who kind of brought us all together died, unfortunately. Um, but it was a, a great kind of occasion because everybody came back. Me, Smush, Nick Gavin, Nick at Night, Anna, Anna Sussman was around. All the all the old Carmine heads was in town. Hassan came down from D.C. It was a big, big thing. James, uh, K.O., the ref. Uh, old Barbecue Bob, the ref, was in there. Wow. It was a beautiful New York scene, 
and we were all bonding, talking about growing up downtown when New York still felt like New York. And um, it was cool. Now we actually all get to, we try to get together once a year around um, in the summertime and play either a softball or a basketball game um, because those were the two sports that Ray Pagan, our coach, really really uh sounds like the devil. really excelled in ray pagan right sounds like he's from the other side right well so so he's puerto rican and it's probably pagan but because you know we're new yorkers and he he, pre- he pronounced it ray pagan i don't know um but he so ray actually lived in the chelsea chelsea houses on, on around 19th street and uh oh, those are foster houses anyway um and the uh, the Wayans brothers are all from there. So, so it's crazy. We have this Facebook group of all of Ray's people, and there are people from the Wayans family in there. I was like, damn, Ray knew the Wayans? Is that, oh. He's just even more of a legend in my mind. Did I tell you that time I had the, the first class seat on the flight with a bed and Damon Wayans sat behind me? Did I tell you that story, Ray? Next time, you, you ask him about the legacy of Ray Pagan. Wow. I don't think – you should never ask a man about religion, Ray. All right. Um – Oh, uh, you said a comment in there when New York was still New York. What What are you saying before those people moved in? What do you Where are you going with this, Ray? Well, it probably is something that everybody who grew up in, wherever you, especially in a city like New York, you saying before it just Giuliani took, it just away the, took away the Peep Show booths. Where What do you? Oh, look, look. Well, yeah, Giuliani definitely started that that ish, and Bloomberg continued it, and and New York has obviously changed over and over again throughout history to. To people like me, my generation is just coming of an age now where they look back and like, damn, what happened? But I'm sure people 30 years older than us probably looked at the New York I grew up in and said, damn, what happened to that? Yeah. Especially those who, uh, you know, you talk to people, there, there is like this sort of silly counterintuitive thing where the people who grew up in one version of the city, even if it was a, a tougher or grittier or even more dangerous version of the city than it is today, and this happens all across the country and all across the world, they look back and they're like, man, this is some bullshit. I used to get robbed out here. Wait, let's go back to that, um, which doesn't really make sense. But I don't know. It's nostalgia. You, you, you miss the place. It, it, you walk outside now and you, you don't recognize your neighborhood. It's, it's hard. That's interesting. When you're telling me the stories about you and Coach Pagan, I'm I'm thinking of the basketball diaries. You remember that scene? In the Hell, no, 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 no. None of that stuff. You got to think about. You know, we we we. It was above the rim. That's what we was. That's what we were thinking. That's we had Papo from the recreation center driving us in the the green parks department van all around the city to tournaments every weekend, and we were killing some of these tournaments. We beat the Gauchos a few times, and we were just a local team. And the hell are the Gauchos? You don't know who the Gauchos are? Oh. Gauchos, Riverside Church, Brooklyn, USA are historically the three greatest uh, early AAU teams in New York City. I mean, Gauchos is where Stefan Marbury played. Church is where Ron Artest, uh, Elton Brand, and Lamar Odom all played together at the same time. Arguably, and Eric Barkley, arguably the greatest AAU team of all time. Omar um, Cook holding the water on that team. Wow! All right. Omar Cook was younger. He's my age, so he was play. He, I, we played against him um, on a team. What? Some he's playing with some big boys club team in in Queens uh, when he was about fifteen, but also played for everybody over the years. Rafe, you and I need to do a '90s basketball podcast because I thought this was a boxing show, and I don't even really want to talk about boxing anymore. All right, Rafe. Boxing is full of S, man. I, I used to love that sport. I know, I know, man. I mean, yo, 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 relax. Um, all right, all right. Uh, I had other some other uh, basketball related questions for you, but I, I mean, we probably should get on 
with the show. Oh, have you been watching? Shout out to, to Showtime, right? Shout out to Morning Combat. Shout out to a lot of things. Have you been watching All the Smoke, Showtime's digital video podcast with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes? Because, Rafe, it's friggin' awesome. I have not. Uh, I bet it is. Those guys are very entertaining. But I just, look, Rafe, I got a they don't lot pull... of podcasts in my life, and I don't no, really you're wrong. care, man. They don't pull punches, Rafe. They tell the stories of locker room fights and Jacko talking about the time he brawled with Richard Lewis in the nightclub and it never made the papers. And they talk about the palace brawl at length. They, they, they're having Bonzi Wells on in a couple of days. I can't wait to hear that shit. All right. I, I, I agree. I would like this. I just, you know what? I don't, uh, while I, I would love, it's good. It's great contact, contact content. And I would love to listen to it. I know I would enjoy it and I'd learn stuff. And I'd be like, it'd fill in the blanks on all these stories over the years. I miss the the mystique, the mystery, the the fact that the idea that these athletes, the guys who made it to the NBA, they have stories that nobody that only exists between them, that only they know, that they give each other the nod, you don't and it hear just exists. I like I like that culture that it exists between people who made it, and yeah, but it you're kind not of, in that culture. While I like listening to it, while I like listening to it, I it also hurts me a little bit to think that because of. The stupid ass media world that we live in, where everyone has to sell every goddamn thing about their lives to remain relevant, that these guys are cannibalizing these sacred parts oh, of of it. the stories stop of their it. lives and selling them to people who don't hear Jimmy. They're just selling it to people who don't hear Jimmy. Stop it, Rafe. Stop. When are you going to come out with your tell-all Grantland podcast? I'm a sentimental. Please. Never, ever, ever in my goddamn life, Brian. Because you know why? Richard... I've never cashed in on that, and I never will, because I'm above those mother pieces of crap. Richard Douche, line one, Rafe. Richard Deitch, he's coming He could you. suck it, too. Oh, no, no. What is wrong? Wow. If, if anyone could actually see you right now, you're in a basement that looks like the last scene in Blair Witch Project. And, uh, you're, 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 you're you, don't even, you don't even see the, ba- the wooden bathroom stall to my right, Chief. That's where it really gets wow. creepy. All right. Well, look, shout out to all of our crews, the Godinez crew. Rafe, we got a lot of awesome, you know, the, the, the quality blokes on Twitter. We have so many great listeners and fans. They're hardcore, Rafe. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to find some of these guys that I love. Do you know what I'm talking about? I love all of them. I, 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 I like athletes. I respect yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I've just put a lisp on Triple G. Um, shout out to, uh, you know this guy, K. Perry, that slick propaganda? Shout out to Oh, he's good. Uh, shout out to... Uh, Homer! Homer in the DMs, oh, always Homer's tormenting best, me man. with you about how Kodo actually hit Maravilla with a with an equilibrium shot. The both of y'all are ridiculous, but I I still appreciate. You. Shout out to at Galachi thirteen Galach. You know that Broski. Shout oh, yeah. out to um yeah they're they're my people. Okay, they're my people. They keep this this show flowing. They keep the fluids moving, and um yeah all right that's it that's about it. Oh shout out to Teofilo Rigando. You know at JS. Oh hell yes. Shout out to Robbie Rinaldi. Right, I mean, these are my these are my folks. Okay, Shout quality out bloke, quality operator at WS one ninety eight X. I know you don't know that guy, but uh, you should. Right? Okay, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Um, we're gonna talk boxing finally, and we're gonna do that after we hear a word from our friends and sponsors. Yeah, all right. And we're back, BC Rafe Boogs. It's Monday. It's box time. Please revisit our collaborations over the weekend. Instant analysis coming off of Ruiz Joshua two. 
Also, look ahead this week. Big time interviews coming with Terrence Crawford, Teofimo Lopez Jr., Mick Conlon this Thursday. Wow, the SOC is up in your ear hole, folks. That's how I get down. Ray, if you want to talk about any uh, non-this-past-weekend-related boxing news, anything tickling your fancy lately, catching any feels, any fights you want to see, what are your thoughts on boxing? We don't usually have Roll Out the Roll Out the Balls podcast like this. You know what that means, Rafe? Um, yeah, of course. What that means is in my high school, okay, there were four gym yeah. teachers, all right? But if you were lucky enough to get Coach Peters, the football coach, as your gym teacher, you know what he would do? He would, the balls. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't go, okay, this week we're supposed to do country line dancing, and then we're going to do soccer, and then we're going to do – no, he'd r- literally have a bag of basketballs, roll them out in the middle of the court, go downstairs to his office and game plan the football matchup for that week, never check in once, and it's just if you had him as a gym teacher, it's open hoops every day, all day. That's this podcast today, all right? I want to see your balls, bro. Roll them out. Yeah, that, look, uh, that, that is – it's a, a free-form, free-flowing conversation, as some podcasts say. Wow. I, I don't want to take what you can't give, Rafe, all right? All right? I'd rather starve than eat your bread, okay? What? What is? I don't, I don't even get it, man. I'm I, lost. I'm sorry. That's a Pearl Jam reference from the 1990s. Oh, 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 I get it now. Pearl Jam. Some yeah. people's podcasts first. start out with that. Um, yeah, all right. Um. So you don't have anything to talk to me about for boxing? Right? Sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we're we're reaching the end of the year. Are you ready for just the to to participate in and uh, consume the flood of of uh, of content about top ten or top five fights of the year, knockouts of the year, fighters of the year, managers of the year, trainers of the Kevin year, Connelly. all the things of the year of the decade. It's going to be times fifty, and it uh, there's going to be so little time. I, I don't even look forward to it anymore, Brian. Stop it. I'm looking forward to people. I'm more looking to the decade. I'm interested in doing things like fight of the, Fighter of the Decade, which is a a juicy debate. We had a little bit of it last month. No, it's not. It's just Floyd, isn't it? Well, the, the debate against Floyd. I think my vote is Floyd. I'm obviously going to break it all down. But the debate against Floyd is that he stopped fighting boxers in 2015. But yet, yeah, but he still did more with his five I know, years. I know. You're damn right he did. Um, but it's an interesting debate when you consider Floyd. You consider Canelo had a full decade from prospect to the biggest star. When the did sport. he start fighting boxers, though? Canelo? Canelo? Yeah. Uh, I guess 14, right? Lara. Well, and no, no, uh, he, 13, he fought Trout. He fought Trout and Floyd in 13. And he fought, I guess those are some boxers. He fought Shane in 12. He stopped fighting some boxers when he was trying not to fight Triple G for a couple of years that there. That's true. Um, you know, there's, of course, Chocolatito, hipster pick. Some people are throwing uh, Loma into that conversation. I mean, I think he's like, you got to mention him, but I don't think he's as far as a push into that conversation as people think. You, if you want to call some, if you want to call, it depends. On, I guess if you want to say greatest or something or had the best decade in the ring perhaps you could come up with someone other than floyd but if we're just doing the standard greatest made the biggest impact still it probably means more to the sport without fighting than most active boxers or all active boxers very hard to get away from floyd even though we don't all love him when you look at remember jim lampley on the fight game when hbo used to have his gaddy list yeah, that was a fantastic, fantastic the, content innovation. Who's the Gaddy List fighter of this decade? Is it Orlando Salido? Salido. Yes. 
revisit his collaborations, Rafe. Open up that turd sack. Oh my God. I mean, he has, he has deep cuts. He has big time, like well-known fights. The, he's got the Wanma saga. He has the fights with Vargas. He has the fights with Rocky Martinez. It, Salido is really uh, just the, the warmonger of the death decade by sure. Oh, by have, sure. For sure. You gotta have that guy on the pod. Who's the, the, the translator for Showtime? The, the Spanish translator? You know the guy I'm talking about, right? Uh, it's not Jerry Olaya. The Jerry Olaya of, of PBC, of, Fo- of Fox and Showtime. What the hell is this guy's name? De Jesus? I don't know, man. Anyway. No, Felix, know, Felix, De Jesus. Felix De Jesus. Had a great chat with him a couple months ago about the, uh, and, and, and now he's saying that, um, um. Now he's basically saying that the referee stopped the fight because they, you know, they have gambling problems. And I talked to him specifically about the dip in his voice halfway through where he's like, um, yeah, uh, gam- gambling problems. Like you could hear the sadness come over Felix and, uh, it's a great story. Great, great, great guy to, to talk about. To tell about. Let's do it. I'm into that. Shoot. Um, one other, all right, you want, you got me going on boxing stuff, Ryan. How about this hall of fame class? Huh? Pretty, pretty oh, big, a yeah. lot of big names in there. So that's awesome. So this, so look, I've never made it to, to hello. Guys. Hi guys. Hey guys. Really proud of my brother being inducted here in Canastata into hall of fame. It's a great celebration right here. I love Kenestota. Hi, my boxing fans. Hi. I, um, so I never made it to Contestota, and I should have. I should have went that year Nigel Collins got in and hung with the likes of Eric Raskin and Bill Detloff. I bet, I bet there would have been some, some underage running around there, I too. I should have went the years that, like, Oscar and Calzaghe got in, my, you know, my guys. Um, but if you were ever going to pick a year to go, next year you get B-Hop, Juan Manuel Marquez, and Sugar Shane Mosley as your headliners. And then you get, like, Lube, Lou DiBella, Kathy Duva getting in. You get the first year of chicks, women. You get Hauser. You get Thomas Hauser's cape. You get, uh... Does he, does, does Hauser donate the leather jacket oh, to the hall? Does I, that, does that go up no next sleeves. to, like, Pipino Cuevas's trunks? No sleeves. Wonder why Chris must missed us. Um... Uh, who's in Christy Martin and is it Lucia Lucia Riker? Is she get in? The first? Yes, yes, yes. Wow, it's a it's a good good ass class. Am I missing anybody? Any weird contributors that got in? Oh, somebody One... named Barbara Butlicker or somebody. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. She is the the trailblazer, right? The pioneer. I don't Barbara. The Butt- journalist. <laughs> Barbara Buttrick. Um, Rafe, yeah, you know we'll, we'll, Barbara, we'll talk to the historians for that one. No, they don't know. Come on, what do you think? Is this Satchelada hour? Rafe, who is Britain's? She's still alive, Rafe. She's 89 years old. Barbara Buttrick. Wow, Rafe. You think pronounce, that is pronounced Buttrick? I might be pronounced Judge, man. I don't know. No, it, it looks like Buttrick, Rafe. <laughs> I, I can't. Brian, you're gonna you're, you're, you're goading me into doing something I don't want to do. All right. She's 4'11", and you're right. She fought at 98 pounds. 4'11". <laughs> she was the world's unbeaten flyweight and bantam. How tall is champion. she now? In the 50s and 60s, um, how tall is she? Rafe, that's rude. She's a senior citizen. She's 89. Uh, Wikipedia is telling me she may, li- she may live in, uh, in Miami Beach, Florida. Interesting. It is a great class, Brian, but 
I am not going. I've been to Canastota. It is awesome. I, I if anyone is Tell close enough, it ain't easy to get there. Tell a but story, if you're Rick. close enough, what? Wait, why were you there? Tell a story. Well, because I, I, you know why. I was there for a much better reason than a Hall of Fame induction. I was covering in nearby Verona, New York, the U.S. debut oh, yes. of Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin. Triple G, 2012, Labor Day weekend, nobody in the house. Sergey Zinzurich, the Razor, fighting overweight, John, overweight Jonathan Montequilla yes. Gonzalez on the undercard. Terrible draw. <laughs> and then... Tell your parents, Rafe. You told your parents. Tell your, I, I brought my daddy. I love my daddy, and I brought him. We watched Golovkin and Jegors Proxa get it on. Oh and God, yeah. poor Jegors. It was a that was even though there's no way to really evaluate it because the first time we saw him in the states and Proxa didn't really go on to do much. Went on to lose to Sergio Mora on Friday night KO. fights. Ko bro by Ko. Uh, 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 I don't, I don't, I'm not, I can't even remember, but that is a, not too many guys pulled that one off. Um, but he, uh, yeah, I would say that, that, that early version of, of Golovkin may have been what prime Golovkin looked like, but we never saw it against the, the real, the real good opponents. And the great, of course, the other great tragedy of that fight was supposed to be Pirog. It was supposed to be Pirog, but he got in his injuries, got the best of him and he basically never fought again. Oh you know, man! But his nickname was Super G. It was Super G against Triple G. I mean, that kind of makes sense. His name starts with a G. It's like a, a Polish Gregory. You know, I, I would. I, you know what? Let we should go back into the Dwyer archives and see if we can find some some whatever he would do with the name Jigors Proxa if he if, gonna, if indeed he did. I'm going to give you the update on the end of Proxa's career. Got stopped by Triple G in 2012. Beat somebody you never heard of with a losing record the next year. Then lost the decision to Sergio Mora and got sent to hell in Krakow, Poland by Machi Sulecki and never fought again. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. This is Sulecki, how it has to you know, end. He's a, he, he, tests, he test makes you sometimes. Yeah, he is the test maker. I, I have uh, a fight with the uh, Polish guy. I have Poland a, guy? Uh, at 135. 135 division. 135. Thank you. Brian, Canastota. So Canastota is about 15 minutes away. Category. Sorry, Rick. Had to, had to do it. Yeah, I got it. Got it. You got to Got to get the soundboard in. Um, Canastota is like 15 minutes down the down the road from, um, from Verona, from Turning Stone, where those fights were. So of course I went out there to check it out. Really awesome, uh, small but but cool museum. You get to see the the cast of the Hall of Fame fists. You'll never forget Primo Carnera's fist. That thing is insane. Wow. And what, yeah, uh, did, what did the Oscars say about that? <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, he, he could he could do some serious damage with it. I Oscar think. was a freak, yo. Oscar was a freak. Thank you. I, Ray, for at least, oh. I love watching, uh, yeah, love watching De La Hoya. Oh, De La Hoya was a freak, yeah. But, uh, but, Brian, I'm not going to any Hall of Fame inductions, Brian. Even this great class until they let the Cobra in. And the Cobra is on the ballot this year. Oh, man. I understand those are some big names. Mosley, Marquez. Okay, look, I don't live that far from it, right? What a four or five hour drive. How far are Probably. you from Detroit to Conestoga? Probably something like seven or eight. We should, oh God, we should go there and arrange a sit down with the Cobra. But like, nah, they, here's 10 minutes with the guy, like a, the, the one that our fans have wanted forever, right? 
an evening with Carl Frost. Yes. Yes. We provide the beers. He provides the stories. The microphone's on. Yes. That sounds the him him and I we get it on. Let's do this, Rafe, right? Can you you can imagine what it'd be like, right? <laughs> A tug of war of kindness. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Love it. Great idea. Um, are you ready to talk about the biggest fight card this weekend, Rafe? We might as well. You know, we're here. Oh, do you have anything nice to say about Lube DiBella? He's in. I'm very happy for Lube. He, uh, look, I, of course, he. he I, I went to my first live boxing show because Lou dropped Broadway, bought broad Broadway boxing tickets off at McSorley's for a bunch of guys on the staff, and we all went. And that was the first time I ever saw live fights. Kid Chocolate was on the bill. Um, BB Kings. It it was I. Right. It wasn't nothing special, but I, it was really cool. The atmosphere. It was nice to. I, I always will be indebted to Lou for that, and he's fun to listen to. I look. He he had some epic rants in the Sergio Martinez years. Yes. He's yeah. He'll, Great podcast guest. You know what I'm saying? What did you eat? At Absolutely. BB Kings. I eat steak every day. <laughs> did you Did you get one? No, I mean, uh, I had ate dinner already. I might have had a, I might have had a adult beverage. Oh, hey, were you of age or were you in, in a uh, sweaty hot dog stand in Shemokin, Pennsylvania? Right? I was old enough. All right, all right. I love, I love this old stories. The less we talk about boxing on the show moving forward, the more juiced I get, Rafe. Okay. You know, we understand what you're doing by the hot dog truck. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. All right. Rafe, the biggest card this weekend, the one that we're here to talk, the one that you got to see, New York, New York, Madison Square Garden. Is that the, the theater or the big ass arena? You know? Got to be the bigger. Got to be the bigger. Post Heisman, so you can expect probably Tim Tebow to be in the crowd. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Khan. Maybe not Amir. No, no, not Amir. Nick Khan, maybe. ESPN. This is the one they get the monster ratings. We've seen this card in the past, right? We saw Loma versus Rigo. We have a triple header you need to see. Main event, Terrence Bud Crawford defends his WBO welterweight title against Mean Machine Igidis Kavalowskis, right? That sounds pretty good. I, I give that well, the uh, the Lampley seal of approval. I'm Lithuanian just like him, okay? So, I'm close. I'm close on this. Sharunish. Yashikevichis. Barcelona. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Sarunas from Maryland. And, and, uh, That's right. And then played a little, had a, had a cup of tea with the Pacers. The guy, he's, he's, he's actually a great coach in the Euro League right now. Yes. A lot of NBA teams want to bring him over. Um, I was once at a party at Seton Hall. And uh, who was that basketball player from Lithuania they had in the early 2000s? I know who you're talking about. I forget his name. Yeah, and I, and I, I had a drunken conversation with him about Lithuania. And, uh, was he a Marius? No, what the hell is his name? He's a shooter. I forgot his name. Anyway, uh, yeah, shout out to Sabonis. Shout out to Marshallonis. Chomishis. All the great Lithuanians. Um, Rafe, we already know what's going on here. We covered it really well last week. Bud doesn't have anybody to fight. So hopefully they can, they can get the juices flowing, get P- the PBC online one, all that. Um, we knew Bob was eventually going to throw his Lithuanians at Bud. We know a few things about Bud. Bud Crawford is dangerous. There are a lot of guys who, in a fight against him, are going to be intimidated. Yep. True. Not this guy. Wow, wow, wow. Not me, Machine. I don't know if you're talking about me, Machine. Um, No way he was talking about me, Machine. He may be the B-E-S-T, right? In fact, I believe he is the B-E-S-T. 
so is this a fight or not? What's going to happen here? Mean Machine Talk. So let's do the deep dive on the damn Igidus Kaviauskas Rafe. I'm not that well-versed. Speak to me about Mean Machine. I need to verse myself a little bit more to tell you the truth. He's, you watch, I've watched him. He started showing up on the prospects list as an older guy. He was going to move fast and he's really good. Then you watch him and he just never really stood out, don't you think? And then, of course, it's a little it's, – it's unfortunate that he's coming into this fight off of a draw with Ray Robinson Not that Ray rather Robinson. than a win. Yeah. But it is what it is. We're here. We, it's a mandatory, right? So they're going to take care of it the end of the year. And uh, Bud Crawford is going to hope to to have more interesting fights next year. I saw Bob uh, has has made some comments about hopefully being able to look forward to, like we were mentioning last week, the the Regis Progres of the world, the Jose Ramirez's, the Josh Taylors, guys moving up, great talents moving up from 140 pounds, possibly becoming opponents for Bud Crawford. I guess Besputin now has a sort of decent win against the butane lighter, Butayev, uh, a, a week ago. That isn't going to set anyone on fire next year. Why? Well, look, okay, we, I, it, it's, let's not do this. Let's not, let's not already skip ahead and talk about everything that Bud may do next year because yeah, he still has to win. I, I do think he will win, though, Brian. What else is there to say? Here's the story I mean, Machine. 21-0 and with one draw, 17 KOs. From Connors Lithuania, of course. Against who? Of course, fights out of that Oxnard factory there, the old Robert Garcia Boxing Academy. The, the great question is against who? What has he done? Well, he stopped David Avenison. Okay. He took a decision from Juan Carlos Abreu. Eh. And he had that draw with Ray Robinson in March in Philadelphia at the ECW Arena. No, not that Ray Robinson. Jacobs is a puncher. Right, boxer? Right. Right. Puncher. Think Sugar Ray Robinson. No, not that Ray Robinson. Um, Did Ugas send Robinson to hell? Ugas, probably. I'm trying to... Yeah, I got... Uh, my Wi-Fi's on point. Yeah. My Wi-Fi! Ray Robinson, who goes by the name of the new Ray Robinson, the 33-year-old Ray... Um, now, my Wi-Fi is stuck now. Uh, my wife, she's dead. <laughs> uh, it's nice. Uh, so here's the deal on Ray Robinson, okay? Four fights ago, he, he stopped Brightus Prescott. That's what you're supposed to do. But his last three yeah. fights look like this. TKO lost to Ugas in 2018. The majority draw with Mean Machine. And then a majority draw at MSG with beautiful Josh Kelly on the Ruiz Joshua undercard. So, you know, he's a player. He's, he's a tough out. But you don't want Mean Machine coming into the Bud fight off of a draw. with. And you know... That anyone who draws with Ray Robinson, who is unfortunate, you know, it's probably not his fault. He's a he's a he's a pretty talented guy. May not deserve to be a, a sort of lined up as a career opponent right now, or a guy waiting to to get over the hump like he is. But that's what he is at the moment until he does get over that hump. But if you get a draw with him, that means he probably beat you. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. So look, honest, straight up, we're always honest with you. No one's expecting much here. Best thing that can happen, again, is that Bud looks spectacular and stops him with a beautiful counter. And the the the, the casuals that are watching the Heisman stay on that. And then it's like, the reason why I would want that is because you want people to bang the drum to go, okay, let's do it. Enough of this. Let's get him in there with a PBC head. So hopefully that leads to that. Always great to see Bud back. Not the matchup we wanted. 
you know it. We've had this conversation already. I don't have anything else to say about this matchup, Ray. Me neither. Again, uh, it's I feel like just feel like I don't want to give Terrence Crawford short shrift. Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. He is such an amazing fighter. I, he's one of I. I think of him as arguably I, I'm not even in my opinion, even though I know it is not uh, definitive in any way. He's the most complete fighter in the sport. I think he has a mean streak. Uh, defensive ability can win in so many different ways. The switch hitting, he, I, I think he is the BEST, Brian, and he is worth the price of admission, even if he, he even if he's fighting the heavy bag. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm Shout with out to you. Brandon Rios. Shout out to a lot of people. Okay, uh, thank you, thank you. Shout out to Gingers of the world. I do like Ginger. Yeah, yeah, damn right. All right, uh, Rafe, this is a good ass card, and that co-main event is the fight that we really, really, really care about, right? You want to talk about weight category one, three, five. Um, tell me what you want, what you really, really want, yeah, Brian. Uh, I'll tell you what I want. You know, I really, really, really want a zigzag. Ah, what is that? What is she saying, Rafe? What did she actually say? Something about if I've, you want to be my lover, right? You gotta, you gotta bang my friends. I think, I think that's what she's saying, right? Or be okay if I bang my friends. I don't really know what they were saying. It was the '90s. We were all kind of oblivious. It kind of makes sense because not all of the Spice Girls were like really like you. You really, you wanted to be a little more selective on that uh, out of that crew, right? You didn't really want to get with all her friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's married to Mel B now? I don't know, but Mel B has been showing up on that uh, that talent show with Simon Cowell. She's she's still got it, Rafe. She's still got it. Thoughts? I I do not watch the talent shows with Simon Cowell, so I don't America's know. It's got talent. The, uh, yeah, Mel B. Wow. Um, back then though, Rafe, I was like a uh-huh. underground. She's with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, really? Not wait, not now. No, I think no, 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 no longer. No. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Rafe, tell me about back then in the nineties if you had your pick. I know there was a lot of baby spice people around where I was from, but I was Hell no. I was an underground sporty spice fan. I'm not too excited about that now, but back then I don't know. Something about that, Rafe. That she was the ginger? No, sporty spice. No, 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 no. That was sexy spice. That. Um Sporty Spice, oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. Was in the 90s. Um, I was trapped. I was sorry. I, I was into it. I'm sorry. I was like, man, we could ball together, we can get barbed wire tattoos, we could we could yeah, okay, that's great. I like ginger, Brian. Yeah. Rafe, I did want to report to you that uh uh the great Glenn Rushton, speaking of Jeff oh, great. uh did not show up at the fighter meeting, so I did not get a chance to, to hang out with him and blow out and, and talk rhythm broken pressure fighter rhythm so that's just, maybe after the fight at uh at jimmy's corner that just is what it is i would have loved it. it would have really made me very happy okay richard comey will defend his ibf lightweight title against that rising prospect that rising contender that flashy flash teo fimo lopez jr the guy we love rafe this is a hell of an important fight because if the winner faces loma you can have an undisputed champion at one three five it's a great fight on paper as it is. Is Teofimo Lopez Jr. on this level? Uh, you can't really sleep on Richard Comey. The guy can fight. The guy can bang. This is really going to show us who Teofimo is. This has potential to be your fight of the night. This has big business ahead with Loma. How concerned are you, though? Because we were as high as anything on Teofimo Lopez Jr. Mr. Steel, your girl, uh, L. Brooklyn. The man, 22 years old, undefeated, 
until he got in there. I mean, he could blow away the Diego Magdalenos, the rock hard mighties, the Edis Totleys. But then he got in there in July against Masayoshi Nakatani, Rafe, and suddenly it was diehard because it was a unanimous decision that did not show the finest side of this man. Is he more limited than we wanted to realize? Can his dad get in his head and say, no, you got to box more than you got to flash? What is going to happen when you step up to the cummy level on Saturday? Um, yeah, well, look, I, I think it is a little unfair to hold a tough fight against a, a young fighter. Like, you are going to deal with awkward, tall opponents who know how to survive and come to fight. And that's exactly ex- exactly what Nakatani was on that night. But it did show that, I guess, I think I think it would be fair to say that if Lomachenko was in with Nakatani, he would have figured out a way to look better, win more do- in more dominant fashion. But that that happened, you know, especially a guy like Teofimo Lopez, who uh, is kind of you know he he he's a he's a little unorthodox, right? He it, his, his his the things that make him spectacular are his power, his athleticism, the way he can you know sort of explode and close distance and catch fighters with with you know punches that either hurt them bad or knock them out and 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 then and then he's a really exciting finisher but a guy he's not a, a you don't look at him I I've never seen looked at him in the same way that I look with my big starry eyes at a Devin Haney and be like wow this guy is the full package I think that Teo is more of a specialist more of a, a guy who's not always going to look good against certain styles and as long as he's winning great and and if it comes to a head and he ends up beating Kome or and then looking ahead to someone like like Vasily Lomachenko then then we'll see how good he really is at that level I think that the book is out right Kome could be too much he has never fought at that level Kome I'm not I'm not one of these people who's going to sit here and tell you that Richard Comey is fantastic amazing top flight lightweight no he's very good he's very good He's championship level in an era where there are four belts per per weight class. But I don't know if I don't I actually don't think I would favor him against Uncle Luke Campbell and the two live crew or your cousin Luke Campbell in the UK, a top bloke who we've seen lose some tough fights. But he, he he's real good. Comey. Rafe Comey, first of all, shout out to Ghana Boxing. What a night it could be. Um I thought he I thought he beat Robert Easter Jr. in twenty sixteen. I thought he had a shot at beating Shafikov when he lost a second straight split decision. And since then, he's 5-0 and with four KOs, including Ray Beltran. He's doing the things he needs to do to to make this a weird kind of 50-50 title fight. Not weird. I hear no, no. I, I think it is about a 50-50 because Comey has shown over the years that he's at a A-minus level, right? He is right there at the top, but not the, the the true elite of the top. And to me, the most telling fights are the Shafikov and the Robert Easter fights because they were very close. I, I think actually I, I, pre- I prefer the American in the, the first one. He was more to my liking, Robert Easter. I thought he won the first one. But I did think that Comey got a, a rough deal out there when he fought Shafikov. Look that, revisit that collaboration. Yeah, the Russian, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Russian I think is... is- <laughs> more to my liking okay yes now the russian was more to the russians liking in russia uh genghis dengis shafikov fun fighter 
pressure fighter, but watch it. Like they're in, it's almost like they're in a weird little tiny, scary bandbox gymnasium. It's, it's very strange to see like a title eliminator fight uh, at that level. Both guys who had already been on American TV fighting that in in Russia and, and Shafikov got the nod. That was one where I think that Comey did enough to win, but didn't didn't get the decision. Anyway, he's at a world-class level, but I don't think he separates himself at that level. And I think that's still the level that he's at because his five wins since then are pretty much all against who's. I don't really think Bel Ray Beltran has been that good for a very long time. He's just a tough customer to me. Dude, you and I were in Fresno with Evan Korn. And almost saw him got sent to hell by Otani. He beat some Asian guy, and it was a great fight, and he rallied. Great and he fight. Him out. Tough customer. Tough customer. Yeah. Fun guy. Against who? Does, against who? Against the Asian guy, Teddy. That's what I'm talking about. It was a great fight. Uh, but I Got worked you. by Pedraza. All right. Te I don't, you, we slow our roll on Teo's Roy Jones 2.0 right now. But Teo's yes. got power. He has sneaky, creative ways to leap in there with the hooks. But he's got to be able to balance it better with a jab and a boxing presence. I'm hoping that fight against some other Asian guy was a wake-up call for him against Nakatomi Industries. And I hope that he's ready for Nakatomi. this. Nakatomi. Nakatomi Tower, right? Yes, yes, please. Uh, uh, what's the catchphrase there? Yippee Kaye? Yes, that's the one. Um, by the way, no one ever gives Die Hard 3 any kind of love. I love that one. That one is movie. awesome. That one's awesome. great. And people think it's like, you know, the equivalent of like Caddyshack 2. And I'm like, no, that movie's it, really it good. Almost, almost rises to the level of the original yeah, Die no, Hard. It, it is it, very it is close. The first two. It, it, the, it, it, the Jeremy Irons is amazing in it. The, the scary German lady with the knife. I mean, the yes. whole thing, like the, the, all of that is awesome. You are quite a cowboy, Mr. Campbell. Yes. Do you also stand up for that conspiracy movie with um, Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts? Because I like that one too, bro. Conspiracy theory or ransom? Conspiracy theory. I like that Both one. Both pretty good. All right, thank you. At least somebody got the movie right. Uh, Rafe, who wins? Who the heck wins this? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I love doing podcasts and giving hot takes. I have no idea what this is going to look like, and I love it. I'm going to be at the Skinhead White Guy Palace in Vegas, so I won't be watching this live, but I wish I was ringside with my boy Brandon Wise from CBS Sports watching this. So, it's interesting, Brian. Um the way I look at this fight in general, sort of, you know, sort of put out part one and part two of this, which is I'm not sure about Teo yet, right? I, I, we're still learning where his ceiling is. It could be very high. He could be sort of at it already, and we don't know yet. And Kome is exactly the kind of fighter who is going to to show us that because if Teofimo Lopez comes out and wins in, it doesn't even. It could be a very close fight. But if it if he has a deserved win over Richard Comey, one that is as good or better than what we saw Robert Easter or Dennis Shafikov do, then shoot, you got to give this kid a lot of credit and call him a real uh, probably maybe the best guy then that that uh, Lomachenko will have faced at 135. Oh no, Linares, Linares. I don't care, Linares. But still, man. a really really big test at 135 Rafe, if he makes it through. Very what? Linares is such a beautiful guy. You just gotta give. You gotta stop. And the, the most beautiful boxer. It's, it's just incredible Forget watching him about boxing. I mean, the guy's just you know. I have beautiful guys. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, in any case, um, this is uh, this basically is the is the measuring stick for, uh, and Comey has a stick, and he will be measuring Teofimo Lopez yes. with it. I'm not even gonna uh, give you a prediction. Because I just want to enjoy this fight. I'm just going to be a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not I'm not the boxing hardcore. I'm just a regular fan, Rafe. 
My prediction, entertainment. Entertainment is a good prediction. I So let me think. We just saw I'll, I'll work through it a little bit. I'll throw some I'll throw some hypo, hypo, hypotheticals at you. Um We just saw Teofimo Lopez struggle a little bit with a guy with a tall opponent. Yes. Robert Comey is a tall opponent. A guy who is a you know, who can move, who knows who knows how to survive, who's not going to leave openings for for Teofimo Teofimo to to jump in and, and hit him with those terrible not terrible, those beautiful devastating shots. Yeah, that terrible shot will knock your ass out, so watch it. Right, right. Uh, I think Comey meets those things. He's not as awkward. He's more straight up and down. He's more of a, a predictable, st- but he's also very good like that, right? Um, and he's very strong. He's durable. Has he, has he been, he has, he got knocked down against Easter in the 12th round. I don't know if I've seen him down besides that. Um, and so... Them Ghana boys can take a punch, okay? It kind of lines up, maybe, maybe with the jab and with the size and just the the, the experience and the strength. What if we're looking at a, a, a Richard Comey win here? What if we're looking wow. at a, a a tight Comey decision? Tight, I love it. I love it. Wow, I like this prediction from you. It's bold. It's ballsy. It sets up a a great night for Ghana boxing. Um, and we're gonna have to you, find out because this ain't Nakatomi. This is a uh, this is the world title level. So we're gonna let me ask find you one more out. question, Brian. Yeah. Um, Vasily Lomachenko has already already predicted that Comey will knock out Lopez. Wow. Do you think that he is just uh going out of his way to kind of twist the knife a little bit in Lopez, who's been calling him out and talking about how oh yeah he yeah, he could beat Lomachenko for a couple of years now. Um, is he just doing that to sort of show some spite, some pettiness for a fighter who Lomachenko probably believes is like, I'm a two-time gold medalist. You are an Olympic loser. You fought 10 fights against guys who don't matter. I've beaten almost nothing but champions and former champions. Uh, don't, you know, keep my name out of your mouth, son. Is this just that? Or does he actually, does he see something? Does he really think that Lopez is not the goods? All right. It's a really interesting question, Rafe. Because it makes me wonder something. It makes me wonder if Loma knows more than what we already know. That 135 is too big for him. That's a little bit of a gamble, but he's able to get by on world-class, otherworldly speed, foot network, finesse, smarts, all that stuff. And when he looks at who's coming out of this matchup, he's thinking, look, Komei's a tough bastard. If I'm not careful, he could hurt me. But I've seen his style. I can figure out his style. It might be a tough night at the office, but there's no way I'm not coming out of there with a decision win. But Teo? You can't prepare for that, Rafe. I wonder if Loma's just doing wishful thinking, saying, look, I know I'm better than Teofimo, but Teofimo has that youth and next level plus athletic explosive ability to throw something from left field and catch me where Comey's coming at me traditional and I know I can avoid it. I wonder if it's like old veteran wishful thinking, even though Loma's actually not that old and I'm sick of people saying that he's now on the decline. I mean, look, the guy's still in his absolute prime, but I wonder if take that Raskin. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, Eric Raskin, take that. All right. All right, all right, Maccabees doubles champion, 1996, take, that, take, take it. That, take that, take that. All right, sit Get on that it. money, player. It's a cactus. Sit right down, Rasky, all right? 
<laughs> Cactus album. Great, great piece of business by third base, by the way. Giving you the gas face right now, right. Chief. Brooklyn, Queens, right? Yeah, you know that song, uh, right? Pop Goes the Weasel, baby. Yeah, that's off of uh, the, the next one. What's the, what's that? What's their commercial one? What's that album called? The, the gas one, Face? The one oh, with Pop Goes uh, the Weasel. It was, the, the, uh, yeah, the Vanilla Ice one. I don't Derelicts know. of Dialect. Okay, that was the name of the album. All right? I love me some white rappers in the early 90s. Thank you. Um, Ray, final prediction. Give it. Give it right now. You already did. Kome wins, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do. That. I'm gonna go with Kome, even though I'm not sure. But I'll. Well, who cares? Kome. Yeah, Kome Chameleon. Uh, the other big fight on this triple header is Irish sensation Michael Conlon. Maybe Northern Irish sensation. Yes, N- from Belfast. Do they call him Irish? What do they call him? I don't think so. Northern Ireland. I don't. What does the Irish uh, crew call the Northern Irish crew? What do they call the Belfast boys? You know what, Brian? I I, I did just purchase and receive. Got the Amazon delivery. Man, Amazon is. Kind of evil in a lot of ways, but they sure do a good ass job, right? Fuck, man, they, they just trap you. What but you, anyway, what do you think? You just say what you want on the show. I mean, seriously. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's early, man. It's early. I'm, I'm it's, it's it's a weekend. It's, let's party. It's a freaking um, not the weekend. I don't know what day it is. It's, it's whatever day Brian says it is. Yes. Um, it Are is. Are you trying to say um, we would record a podcast days earlier than we would run it and pretend man. that we were recording it on that day? Never that. Never, ever, ever that. Um, but what I was saying, I just bought Donald McRae, the famous author of Dark Trade, one of the top, really, really, when you talk about top operators, this is, you ain't, we ain't kidding when we call Donald McRae the British journalist, not just, not just the Marcos Viejas journalist, but the British journalist Donald McRae, author of Dark Trade, other boxing stuff, and other great sports books. Um, he came out with a book about boxing in Northern Ireland and the role it played during the troubles during the, the, the basically the conflict uh, between Northern Ireland and uh, and and Great Britain. And I'm looking forward to reading that. And when I do, I will maybe have some decent answers for you when you throw me these questions about the Irish crew yeah. and the Northern Irish crew and the difference between Carl Frampton and Andy Lee, because right now I don't know. Can't you just call somebody at McSorley's live on the air? Isn't there a bartender we can just page? I mean, come on. I thought you were better. Yeah, if you want. They're open right now. You want to get someone on the horn? Let's get Fat Steve or Johnny Watt or somebody. Anyway. Johnny Watt ain't Irish. What is he? Polish? Yes. Yes, he is. All right. Got a great Watt. I'm on, oh, Conlon's facing the guy... Uh, the Russian guy, Vladimir Natikin, Nitikin, Nitikin, 10-round featherweight bout. It's the guy he lost the controversial Olympic decision to that produced the middle fingers. I love these type of storylines when you go back and fight your amateur rival who wronged you or beat you, and you come back as a pro to show him good potential for some fun business here. Do you care? Yes, I do care with a gun to my head. Oh, stop it. Uh, check out my interview with Michael Conlon later this week on the Thursday bonus podcast. On this undercard, a guy I really like, unbeaten junior welterweight, Julian Hammerhands Rodriguez is back. You know the New Jersey product? He's going to face Manuel Mendez. He took a couple years off. He was originally one of these like bright, top-ranked prospects. You know that dude? His- I'm not super, super. I, like, I'm sure it's one of these guys I've seen, but I uh, school down. me a little bit here. School me. Um. Uh, his stepdad was the trainer in the corner of that James Kirkland bout against the uh, the the other dude in in Atlantic City. Who's the other guy? And he told the him, Japan dude. Got, oh, Glenn Tapia. Glenn Tapia. He was Glenn Tapia's trainer. Remember, he came under fire. You got to be on your you got to be on your toes. Yeah. Anyway, he can punch. He's a good looking kid. He's back. Uh, we'll see what happens here. On the bottom of this undercard, ten round lightweight bout. George Cambosos Jr. 
against Mickey Bay. Rafe, I'm popping for this, and I'm still sore during May Mac weekend in Vegas when I was at the Palm Steakhouse and Mickey Bay was in the table next to me and I did some sleuth pictures and sent DMs to you and Raskin and you no-sold the ish out of it. Bro, Mickey Bay! When you saw Mickey Bay in Vegas, Brian, did you go up to him and give him the campeon treatment? Or was it, or did you did you slight the great Mickey Bay? That's a great question about why I didn't did you, do it. Would you, would you go up to him and, and Mickey, so much balls against Molina. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much testosterone in your system that <laughs> night. You had no business passing that drug test. All right, Rafe. Um, you ready to play Do You Care? You ready? You fired up? You ready? Oh, I was going to say, Cambosos, I'm curious about because he's been one of these guys who's been sparring with Manny Pacquiao for the last couple of fights. Getting that, getting that kind of halo that all former Manny sparring partners get, which also has kind of panned out in a lot of ways, right? I mean, look at, I mean, Manny sparring partners include Amir Khan, Sean Porter, uh, Ray Beltran, Beltran, uh, lots of guys who had really good careers. You know, Manny is not sparring with no bums. Um, maybe he is now, and and Cambosos is, but I, I want to see. He's a guy I'm excited yes. about because we've we've seen guys who work with the Senador come out and have really good careers on their own. Let's bring in Keanu Reeves. Manny, good luck in the fight. You are amazing. You are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for what? Tickets? Thank you. What is he thinking? What is he, what is he thanking for? Marami pong salamat sa Senador. Sa lahat ng ginagawa ninyo para sa buong Pilipinas. Salamat. Okay. All right. Stick that in your pie hole. Rafe, Thursday, Badalona, Spain, in the zone. What kind of card is this? Main event, Sandor Martin against Joe Hughes for Martin's European Junior Welterweight title. Do you care? Why are they televising this? No, what are you talking about here? Uh, David Avenison in the co-main event defending his European Welterweight title against Jose Del Rio. Why are we watching this? Is he related to Alberto Del Rio, uh, Mr. Wrestling? <laughs> Friday night, Indio, California, a DAZN card you do have to see, Rafe, when hot, hot prospect, unbeaten Virgil Ortiz Jr. gets into a 12-round welterweight bout with Brad Solomon. Rafe, we don't have a lot of time here, but give me a 10-second take on how good Virgil Ortiz will be. He's going to be the real. He, I think he would be a real contender, give real trouble to some great fighters at 147. We know who they are. Big, big names. 147. 147. Next year. All right. He could do that. Alberto Machado will be in the Coleman versus TBA. Wow. It's going to be an interesting break, breakdown there. Um, No TV Friday night, Rafe, but it's in Springfield, Mass. at the new MGM. Oh, hell yeah. And Richie Popeye the Sailor Man Rivera hell yes! is in the main event. Eight-round cruiserweight bout against Joe Jones. Uh, it's actually going to air on Nesson. You know, the Boston uh, Regional Sports Network that does like Bruins and in, in, uh, Red Sox games. And it's the first boxing card in Nesson history live. You fired up? That's, that man. So that, does that mean that Richie Rivera has that kind of juice in the new, in, in New England? That, I don't know. That, the, I hope the, so. These networks are getting behind him? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. Also, wait, Richie Rivera is fighting like somewhere between cruiserweight and light heavyweight. Could this be building to... Popeye the Sailor Man versus Peter Manfredo? Oh, my God. If you can't get the Mora trilogy, please do. All I know is I was at Thanksgiving. My cousin Catherine Campbell was like, hey, you know my job, right, Bri? I'm the PR person for the 
uh, MGM and Springfield or whatever, the event coordinator. She's like, you coming to this boxing card? I'm like, who the heck is on that card? She's like, it's Star Boxing, Joe DeGuardia. I'm like, Richie Rivera, Popeye the Sailor Man. Rafe would have loved this. So shout out to Catherine Campbell there. Um, No TV Friday, Levalois, France, Levalois, Levalois. I, I think it's Levalois. Levalois. Yvonne Mendy will take on Jaider Para in a 12-round lightweight bout. Why do we know Yvonne Mendy? Who sent him to hell? Uh, he beat Cousin Luke, and then Cousin Luke yes. avenged the loss. Yes, yes. Good, good, good call. Good call. Very well done there, right? At least somebody got the Frenchman right. Um, also, Saturday, ESPN Plus. Brentwood, England sounds like an MTK project. The Golden Contract Tournament light heavyweight quarterfinals are going to be on, right? You're not into that, right? It's just too much, man. It's it's too much, too I, can't, much. I can't. Also Saturday, Golden Boy will have a Facebook watch card from Mexicali, Mexico. Diego De La Hoya in the main event, 10 rounds featherweights against Rensin Robles. No? Does Golden Boy then have two cards that night? No, back to back. Oh, dated one day after the other? Okay. At least at least somebody got the schedule right. Yeah. Also Saturday, no TV, Ensenada, Mexico. Carlos Ocampo is back. After Errol Spence sent him to hell during strap season with a first round body shot, he'll be taking. I don't know, uh, like strap again, tough to call it. uh, You don't use the strap. You can't, (laughs) you know, some guys like to strap it on, but Errol Spence does not like to strap it on. Uh, That's, I mean, if you just give me time to find my sound bite, uh, I mean, that's just unbelievable, Rafe. All right. Toe to toe with a divider. Strapping it on and going toe to toe with the foe is something most of us will never experience. He's going to take on Aldolfo Mauricio Moreshi. You're not going to find us. I don't Moreshi. care about this. Get me, get, get, get out of here. All right, Rafe. We got a title fight in Japan on Saturday. Tenkai Tsunami will face Jezebel Pagaduan, possible Pinoy, for a WBO Women's Junior Flyweight title in Kagoshima, Japan. Let me see if you remember this. Man, funk that. I don't remember that. What am I missing? What That's too bad. It was a terrible song by a guy named Sag, like Sagat. Kind of like the, or maybe Sadat, but not Sadat X. But a guy who just was like, it was like a, a humor song where he's like, why is it that every time I go on the subway, there's someone trying to ask me for some money? Man, bump that. I love that. I love that. Um, You know what I was talking? It's like in the era of gimmick songs, like Short Short Man and all that kind of stuff. Friday, uh, Moral Ronaldo, Paulie Malinaggi and I, before the weigh-in stream, were talking 90s rap, one-hit wonders, people you forgot. I brought up uh, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. By, uh, no, don't you dare call Dell the funky homo sapien a one-hit wonder. He is still working. You don't understand, Brian. I am a high roll head since way back, No Need for Alarm is one of my favorite albums of all time. We've been, Don't even go there. We've been doing Dabalina since the beginning. All right, all right. I have, I have. Rafe. You know he's Ice Cube's cousin. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, so that's it, Rafe. I'm not even going to ask you about the uh, card that probably airs tonight, Monday, on ESPN Plus from Kazakhstan. What the hell is going on here, Plus? Why are you giving me Victor... Kochigivov versus Javier Jose Clavero. I don't want that. Rafe, it, uh... You are not the boxing hardcore, Brian. You're not regular fans. Um, Rafe, don't forget, we're a week away from Zarafa Horn 2 fight week. So get fired 
up. December is that 18th. fight still on after the, the tragedy? I don't even want to bring it up oh because you're going to start mocking, making a mockery of this uh, of this man's life. Look, but guy, is uh, no business being in that marriage, all right, or getting up from that body shot. Um, yeah. Hey, Rafe, thank you for. Uh, you know, when I look at you, I look at you a certain way. I think Stevenson is someone you need to look at. Hard. Hard, Rafe. Okay. Thank you. Great talking to you. Um, please follow us at State of Combat on Twitter, at Rafe Boogs on Twitter. Follow his work at The Athletic. Be on the lookout Thursday for your boy BC's interview pod bonus with Teofimo, with Bud Crawford, with Mick Conlon. Also, please, it's UFC 245 Fight Week if you get down like that. Sugar Rashad Evans will be with me for a preview Wednesday. We've got an interview media day show on Friday. You want big names? You want you want Colby Covington? You want Amanda Nunes? You want Max Holloway? We're going to have them all right there. Don't miss that. IA pod Saturday night. Rafe, you got any uh, plans for this week? No? Nothing? What do you got? I don't know, man. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I got nothing. All right. We're going to close with one of my favorite rap songs. From Anthony Joshua. Find me fighting on June 1st at MSG, Liverpool MC in NYC. Holding it down, I ain't a clown. I'm ready to rebound. I'm a knock Miller out around the eighth round. He can't round with the champ. I lick him down like a stamp. I'm going to get his ass down with a clown. Time out. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. That'll make a man want to pop for three different drugs, Rafe, all right? That was the moment when when Big Baby decided he had to get some extra help. He had a jack. Yeah, he had to force himself into a jack, right? All right. Hey, guys. We out.